0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Brutal Honesty with K. Renee, and this is episode four. I know you guys are probably wondering where in the hell was I at for the past two weeks, and let me tell you, I missed you guys just as much as you missed me, but those two weeks were very therapeutic for me. I needed those two weeks because, um, a lot of things mentally was going on in my personal life, and I didn't have the motivation or the mindset to actually record anything, so I just didn't record. But I'm back better than ever right now. I'm in a good headspace, I'm in a good mindset. And not only will you be this episode, but you're also beginning another episode later this week as well. So be prepared for that one because that one's really good. So, as usual, my weekend was a very chill weekend, once again. You guys should know the routine. I worked on Saturday, came home, did a little bit of cleaning. Sunday, did more cleaning, uh, and I just got myself ready for the work week and also getting myself ready for school because I do start my new class Tomorrow, I'm one step closer to getting my master's. I'm super excited, but at the same time, kind of nervous because this is my first summer class that I've had that I've ever taken, ever. So just trying to find the balance between work, applying to other jobs, school, and recording is going to be a hassle. But I know I can push myself to do it. So yeah. So I'm super excited for that. Um, work is actually going a lot better than I expected since the last time I talked to you guys about it. And I'm just overall just in a happy, happy spot because I let something that has been holding me back for years actually take closure and I can actually move on from it. And if you guys are wondering what that is, um, we'll talk about it when we come back from this break. alright guys and we're back so today I am going to be talking about absentee fathers for people who don't know I have three sides of family my mother's side my stepfather's side and my birth father's side Although my stepfather has been in, in my life since the age of two and I'm so grateful and I thank God every day that he has been in my life since the age of two because Lord knows I don't know what I would have done if I never had a father in my life. So, Dad, if you're listening to this, I love you. Thank you for accepting not only me but also my mother for having me uh, treating me like you're, like I'm your own. Only difference is we don't have the same, the same last name. But I love you. You're my rock, and I'm just so blessed to have you. With when it comes to my birth father, who I call my sperm owner I haven't seen him. Well, no, I'll take that back. He's been in, he's been in and out of my life since I was born. I'm just gonna just be real and keep it wanting. It's been end of my life since I was born. My mother had me when she was 25. In '92. And when she went to go tell him and his mother, who is my grandmother, that she was having me, they didn't believe it. Not only did they not believe it, they also did not accept me until maybe I was like maybe four or five. So there's that. So with him being in my life since the age of two, me physically seeing him again when I was probably like seven to three, three year gap, not seeing him again since I, until I was 10, which was probably the last time I saw him, to two years ago, which would be two years on July 4th, him popping up at my job. So if you could tell all the gaps So in a total of my 27 years of living I maybe saw him probably like 10 times If that, probably less than that since I've seen him So he's been in my life for the past 27, 25 years there was this one time where I was probably around like 7 or 8 really can't remember but I remember I was small I had to been probably when I was probably I want to say like 5 or 6 and I was at my great grandmother's house because my mom was at work my stepdad was at work and he came and lied to my great grandmother saying that my mom gave him permission to take me to see family air quotes around the Phillip family and as a child I was just so happy to see him and like okay yeah let's go dad fly, fly, fly. let's go let's go come to find out he took me across state lines he kidnapped me and took me to North Carolina to, like I said once again to see quote-unquote family and when I came back to he dropped me off back to my mother and my stepfather's house and I remember my stepdad just going crazy like going ham chasing him with a crowbar I physically remember I remember this like full out um chasing him all the way to the local family dollar and while my friend donor and his friend was inside like quote-unquote taunting my dad my that was outside in a cold like with a crowbar waiting for him to come out so you could beat his ass time and the only reason why he left and didn't get a chance I didn't get a chance to do that is because the manager called the cops and the cops had basically had to tell him to leave and, but my dad explained the situation that was the cop was like yeah I understand but at the same time I need you to leave off these premises so my dad didn't need to do that um, at the time I was confused because I didn't know what was going on but then as I got older my mom story I was like oh, okay makes sense so moving forward past that I say around 10 years old you know things have gone on on the bridge he tried to be a good father he really tried because he really wasn't a good one um he moved on and had a relationship and the person that he was in the relationship with had two other kids which were daughters and just seeing the bond that they had with him and me and him really had a bond really pissed me off at the time and I was really upset and I was like I'm your fault. like I'm your daughter like you birthed me like I look like you and you don't even have the audacity to either build a bond with me but you could bond. you could build a bond with them I'm like really it hurt it hurt me. Um, I felt unwanted, unloved by him, and not knowing that that would affect me later on in life. So I gotta try not to cry about this. Like I said, 10 years old was the last time I saw him because he went to jail. Six years later, uh, I was a sophomore in high school, and my grandmother, which is his mother, and his sister, which is my aunt, came to my house and told me that he was in jail. And I was just like, I wasn't like a oh my god, he's in jail situation. I was like, oh okay, whatever. Okay, i can't push it. And I know you got the probably thinking like, okay hey, like this they told you. It's not even the fact that they told me, it's just the fact that what was I supposed to do? He's in jail. I didn't want to go see him. So I was like whatever. Um, didn't see them again once I told them I didn't want to go see them I guess they cut me out of their life so they didn't want to see me so I can't even tell you when the last time I actually saw them so that's our family and granted she lives right across like right around the corner from my mother, my mom's mom, my great-grandmother's house. She lives right like legit right around the corner. And I don't have a reason to go see him or see them. And, you know, time moves on. I graduated high school. I graduated college. You know, I'm ha- doing things like a normal teenager would, a young adult. July 4th, 2017, coming around. Went to work. was getting off work waiting on my stepdad to come pick me up. He come and out of nowhere, here comes this man, you know, talk trying to talk to me by the youth scan And I'm looking at him like, who in the fuck are you? He looks at me and asks me, do you know who I am? And I don't know, you look familiar, but I don't know who you are. He pulls out a Polaroid picture of me as a baby. And questions me, it's like, do you know who she is? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, okay then, I'm your father. Hands me the picture with a number on the back that says, call this number. And then he walks out. not even confused i'm scared as shit y'all like i'm looking like like looking at him like what the fuck just happened my co-workers asking me if i'm okay i got to the point where i couldn't even walk out the store like my co-worker had to basically escort me to my stepdad's car i told him about the situation i told my mom about the situation i told my friends at the time about the situation i was just freaking the hell out but the only three things that were cross my mind this happened was one when in, the, when in the hell did you get out of jail two can't believe that's the only baby picture you have of me and three is that all you have to say to me was just call this number and you just walked out I it took me about a good couple of weeks to call the number I called it, it was my grandmother, and she was just basically saying that she really missed me, and that she really wanted to talk to me, and that this and this and that, you know, bullshit, that I basically saw right through her. Um, I I told her straight up, I said, you live right around the corner from me, you know where I live at, my aunt works with my stepdad, and you don't even have the audacity to come by the house and say hi to me, or ask me how the fuck I'm doing. I was hurt y'all like I was so hurt and I know a lot of people for the first time that personally know me are going to be shocked when I tell you this because a lot of people don't know the story because I keep it quiet I keep it It's in the back of my mind but I realized that as I'm getting older me trying to ignore that is what basically is making the relationships or this or the situations that I've been in very toxic Granted, I did have a father figure in my life, my stepfather, who's been there, who's been with me through my first heartbreak, who's been with me, you know, went with me there to pick out my $500 prom dress that he paid for. He was pissed off about it; he paid for it. Um, who was, you know, saying pr- saying how proud he was of me when I graduated high school, proud of me that I was graduating college, proud of me that I'm in master, that I'm in my grad school getting my master's right now father that's there who's physically there but when you have your birth father who is physically still on this earth and doesn't want to have anything to do with you that fucks with your mindset that fucks with your, men- your mental to the point I'm like what the fuck am I not good enough for you so I didn't realize that I would bring that situation into my relationships into the situation or even the situation that I was in it would bring that into it so to where I had to say fuck it I need to stop it so Thursday June 27th 2019 I found him on Facebook I found my on Facebook and I wrote him a letter on Facebook messenger saying that I remember exactly what you did when you kidnapped me took me to North Carolina. Your family not even wanted to come see me. I remember when one of his older cousins passed away who grew up with my mom and me and my mom went to the house and come to find out the cousin that the, the cousin that died was my family that entire side of the family didn't even know I existed didn't even know he had children didn't even know that his mother had a granddaughter none of that shit nothing and even though I did play it off like oh, oh cool, cool, yeah whatever that shit hurt when you have a whole entire other side of the family you don't even know don't even know you and you can't blame nobody but him rumor has it I have an older brother that lives in Germany don't know if it's true or not but I'm supposed to have an older brother that lives in Germany never really looked into it but it is what it is but I wrote him a letter explaining everything every emotion every heartache every pain that he caused but when writing that letter, it freed me from the toxic pain, the black hole that was in my heart for the past 25 years. I wrote down after I read the letter. Um, my mom read it. She was happy that I actually got freed from it. I wrote, um, let my two closest friends read it. They were happy that I freed from it. So I feel so much, even though I might be crying right now because the first, this is the first time I'm actually talking about it publicly, I'm happy that I took the initiative to write that letter. Because if I didn't, God knows what would have happened if I didn't write it. And just like how Lauren told Hiding on the Hills, I forgive you. To forget you, that's where I'm at. I thank him. I will always love him. I'll always be grateful of him because he gave me life into this world. But after writing that letter, I forgive you, and now I want to move on in my life and forget you. And I'm in a better. I just feel, even though it's only been like maybe three days since that happened, I'm so much happier. I'm so much better. And I just feel free. Like, I feel amazingly free right now. And to anyone who is who went through the same thing I went through, far as either it was a mother or a father, it gets better with time. It's not going to happen. You know, I might have some breakdowns every now and again. But it gets better with time. And if you have that step father or stepmother figure that's in your life that loves you be grateful for them. be grateful, truly grateful like I said before, Stephen Lapson I'm truly grateful for you, I love you to death, I love you grateful, 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 grateful and I love you with all my heart and I'm so blessed that you took me, you accepted not even took me, in. I won't even say took me in. you accepted me and my mother when I was from the age of two to now. (laughs) Lug me into your your heart and I'm truly grateful for that and I love you to death for that. So I know this is not the typical episode and trust me and when I believe every episode that I do on my own is not gonna be sad but I just need to get this get this off my chest, release it. And I'm happy. I'm very happy. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up this this episode. Like I said before, please be ready for another episode later this week with my homie Ace. Yes, Mr. William Ace Bowden will be back on the podcast again later this week. This one, this episode that we're about to talk about is going to be a juicing one. So, be prepared for that so like i said before thank you guys for listening to episode four of brutal honesty i love you guys make sure you keep rating subscribing writing a review all that and until then you guys have faith have confidence you be you and you love you always and i'll talk to you guys later